just thought that the eye fillet steak was a much better option it than is. a hamburger. It is yeah. much better. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they're buffering for the airport. I'm buffering for the drive to the airport. That's true. Oh. Thank you so much. No, I think that... And he's just counting how many hundreds he's adding onto the bill. Yeah, it's so true. Hello and welcome to Patchwork, a podcast where three old friends sit around, tell stories, and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. There's a full ball of thread, but we don't quite know what we're sewing. So, welcome to Patchwork. (laughs) Keep going. So, welcome to Patchwork, and with me as always is Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. <laughs> and Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. <laughs> um, the other day, my housemate Jarvo came home, and she'd just been up to the supermarket shopping, um, and she was telling me that she just realised she'd done the whole thing with her fly undone, and no one told her until she got home. Is Jarvo a boy or a girl? A lady or a man? Jarvo is a girl. I don't know yeah. why that matters. They're, that's that's your issue right there. Why does it matter? Flies undone, flies undone. Because a guy has a cock, and the idea—I <laughs> don't know if this is—I don't know if this is your point, but the idea is if your fly is undone, that's one step to your dick hanging out of your pants. <laughs> it's going to make its way out. Is that is that the, is that why like it matters? It's like a sunflower. It always tries to find the light. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> No, but if you, but like everyone, as most people do, wear underpants, so it's surely it's not an issue. Oh, you wear underpants. <laughs> so, so why is it an issue in the first place that her fly was undone? Because her underpants are exposed. Wait, why is it an issue for you that it was a it was a female rather than a male? To be honest, I walk around often with my fly undone, not deliberately. <laughs> really? It just so happens that my fly makes its way down, and. No one tells me, but now I've got to the point. It I don't even I don't even care anymore. Yes, you do. Down. That's absolutely not true. don't care. Here's a really important distinction as well. So she was wearing very bright coloured oh. underwear. Oh. So I don't know, Christian. Do you normally wear dark coloured underwear? Very dark yeah, underwear. Very bright coloured underwear. Yeah. Christian wears. <laughs> They're normally the it's red, white, and green. <laughs> <laughs> very ethnic underwear he wears. Yeah. Um, but also, the other thing I've noticed about pants is that women have the zip on one side and men have the zip on the other side. Do you know that? Ludicrous. That happens with shirts. Okay, I only Wait, do you know this. that, Josh? What do you mean the other side? What, is, yes. what does it mean Thank to a so zip much, be Josh. on the other side? Yes. I know with jackets it's different. Yeah, it's a poor explanation, but <laughs> but it's actually got some grounding. So, if, you, if you've got female pants and you've, you want to do under the zip, you do it with your left hand because that's the side that the zipper's on. So poorly explained again. So you mean the yeah. button connects on the opposite side. No, the button or the zip. I also hate <laughs> that Dion had to classify female pants. They're just pants. It's crazy that men and women have different pants. Yeah. And button-up shirts as well. You know yeah. that the buttons are on the other I, side for I women. Honestly, I was at I was shopping for some clothes for my uh, dress-up party yeah. coming up and I put on a woman's shirt today. It was so difficult. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a full oh, string great. of buttons. My brain was like trying to work it out. I felt like I was a newborn child, like trying to <laughs> do something I've never done before. I was like, Ugh. For so many years, I would put on a shirt with the buttons the wrong way around and think, God, they've made an interesting choice here. <laughs> anyway, back to that point about, was it Jarvo? Yeah. Back to that point about Jarvo. If you were a stranger and you saw her in the supermarket with her fly undone, 
would you say anything? And it would it be different if they had like something in their teeth? Well, no, because that's exactly what she said. Because the whole thing of the fly is a very intimate region. Because if a stranger went, excuse <laughs> yeah. me, I was just looking yeah. at your crotch yeah. and I noticed that your fly was undone. Yeah. By the way, lovely bright underwear you're wearing <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. There's a difference between that. So if so if she if you had something in your teeth. Would you want someone to comment on it or would you comment? On I would. It? Well, because for me personally, I have this weird thing where I don't always say to the person if they've got like a bit of spit on their face or something really? or like that. Really? No, but what's oh. hell is that I would love instantly for anyone to tell me yep. always. I've, I find that I don't have a good enough face uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> to mask. Face the, for what? To, no, to mask my feelings towards the teeth having... Uh, let's say a piece of spinach in them. I can't mask it. My eyes dart immediately for your teeth because if you've got this large chunk of spinach, I'm so conscious about my teeth and what's on my face at all times that when someone has this really large chunk of something there, why is it always spinach that's the thing? Yeah. It's, all, it's always for, it's always for wedding presents. It's toasters and and things in your yeah, teeth. Yeah. Spinach. It's always spinach. I was heavily reliant upon the goodwill of others when I had a moustache because (laughs) when you have a moustache, it's like a buffer zone between skin and food. So you, you can't feel it. You can't feel the weight or the (laughs) pressure if there's something there. So if someone doesn't tell you, you, you'll be there for hours with this thing just hanging inside your mustache. Because the thing that I find really funny is if, if you're talking to someone and they've got something on their face and whatever and you choose not to say something, you're like, oh, it's not too bad, I'll just leave it. And then a third party comes in and they instantly say something to the person. Yeah. And goes, oh, wow, thank you so much. And you're standing there like, <laughs> yeah. I should have fucking said That's something. So Shit, I've just looked like the biggest dog. But it's also about whether you sort of try and make it serious. So you're like, oh, hey, man, you got something in your teeth. Or you try and... So my girlfriend says... Um, quick public service announcement, you got something in your teeth. And I think that's a really nice way of diffusing it, but also alerting the other person. It sounds like something a character of the OC would say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you think the person has a right to be upset if you don't tell them about the something in their teeth? I think it's. I think it's a real. You can't talk, mate. You can't talk because you wouldn't say it to someone else. You've got no. You've no, got I, no grounding. I do, but I don't instantly do it every time. And then, but the thing is, it's probably I reckon like five or six seconds. And if you don't say it, then too my late. brain goes too late. Now too you can't late. say it. Yep. You've you've committed to not saying yep. anything now. No, I think you still can say something <laughs> even after like five minutes. Just say uh, what I go for five is. Minutes. I, I go for. Sorry, I've been looking at something in your teeth for the last five minutes. Yep. And I've only thought to tell you now. <laughs> the worst Which thing- Which is great. At least you've told them. Yeah. The worst thing is when you have- When you use product in your hair, and I've used this white sort of waxy product. Come. And at the end of the day- <laughs> And then at the end- Of course, that was coming. And then at the end of the day, you find like a big clump in your hair. And obviously, people have seen it. Why hasn't someone come up to me and go, hey, man, you've got a big clump of white cum in your hair? <laughs> yeah. Mostly because- Because I don't want to pry into your private life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you're putting that much gel into your hair... It's not that like, much. It's just poor like, distribution. I feel like you are a lost cause as no, it is. But, but, but then, so what you've said to me now is that I am a lost oh, cause. Do you know that what, happens. Dion? I bet you, with your, with your cum in your hair, <laughs> you are also the calibre of person who has a little bit of toothpaste on the crust of their lip. Oh, what's, your, what's the top of your toothpaste like? Mine is a mess. Mine is such a mess. Would you have ever guessed? <laughs> So at the moment, mine, my, the top of my toothpaste 
is overflowing so much and it's in a cup and it's up against the mirror and it's smeared on the mirror. And it's Unbelievable. It's dreadful. It's yeah. shocking. <laughs> I, I, for the first maybe three, four weeks of, um, of a new toothpaste, will clean the cap out. I'll wash it out and dry How it. How much? Like, sorry, I squeeze enough and then get the whole lot onto my <laughs> no, toothbrush. No, but sometimes there's residual, you know, the string... The, the biggest stringer of, of toothpaste. Nah, because you guys, why are you squeezing out? Do you do it like Wait. they do in the commercial where you squeeze it onto your toothbrush? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, that's fucking stupid. I hold what it up. What do you mean that's stupid? They do it on the commercial. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like I do it where you squeeze it a little bit and then you scoop it with your toothbrush. Use the what? toothbrush to scoop it off. No one has ever taught anyone to do it that way. No one what? teaches anyone how to do this stuff. Of the entire of society, ninety-nine percent. Wait, Josh, what are you saying is done? I don't understand. So on the ads, you are holding the <laughs> toothpaste <laughs> above the toothbrush and you squeeze it out onto the toothbrush. Yep. My system, you hold the toothpaste from the bottom so it's sticking up. You squeeze a little bit out and then you scoop it off. So, so Josh the, is trying to toothpaste. catch it before it goes back in. <laughs> No, but the thing is, this is actually real. It's big toothpaste and big toothpaste. Oh, what they've big done toothpaste. is that like big pharma and yeah. big, big polluters? Yeah, and big mum. <laughs> um, and all what they have and all the ads, it's all demonstrated to use way much more toothpaste than you actually need. Oh. So the actual, it's like the actual serving suggestion of how much you, toothpaste you actually the need. The serving <laughs> size is, is way two scoops yeah. is um is way less than what you actually need. So people assume you need a heap of toothpaste. My toothpaste lasts ages, guys. But that makes sense because if you use double as much toothpaste you buy double as much toothpaste and your teeth are double as white (laughs) (laughs) um the other thing i wanted to ask you guys is if you see someone with a tag on their clothes that are showing do you think it's acceptable to just reach in to just reach in no absolutely not why not why not why why isn't it acceptable to put your hand inside (laughs) of someone else's t-shirt just snap their bra strap. No, but when you, when you say it like that... No, it's not a bra strap. Hang on, hang on. When you say it like that, yeah. you're right. No, no, no. When you say it like that, it, should, it just should be... Here, I'll do it to Josh now. <laughs> what? I Sit understand. down. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Especially with cold hands. Yeah, and you know him. But it's out of goodwill. If someone does it, they've got the best of intentions. They it don't doesn't know matter. That. They no, don't obviously, know I'm not you. talking about a stranger on the street that's got a tag and you just go up to their neck and play with it. <laughs> that's the way you phrased it. So if I did it to you, if you had, you've got your tag showing now. If I did it to you, would you mind or would you be like, oh, leave me alone? Just tell me about it. Do you know it. what I'd prefer? Hey, Christian, your tag showing. <laughs> really? You prefer and I'd that? do my zip up. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, that's what it should be. And maybe if you reach for it and go, hey, I'll just fix, fix your tag for you, mate. Yeah. But you don't just go in cold from behind like a fucking Johnny yeah. in the night. Like- <laughs> Johnny in the night? <laughs> Josh in the night. I think what we're getting to with all of this, it's to do with the relationship to the person. So if it's with a stranger, it's a very different set of circumstances than it is with a close friend. And I think you can almost determine a friendship level based on the kinds of things you're going to be telling them about, like the fly, the spinach in the teeth, mm. the toothpaste on the oh, lip. I got told off. Well, not told off. I got a um, an, an awkward response for something quite interesting yesterday. I was at the office. So, this is a work colleague. It's always yesterday, isn't it, with you? <laughs> it is yesterday. Um, so, yesterday, <laughs> I, was at the, uh, uh, I was at the office and my, a work colleague who sits directly opposite me uh, sneezed. And being the good person that I am, I said, bless you. Your fly's undone. <laughs> yeah. Not gesundheit? No, no, no. I just said, bless you. Yeah. And then he sneezed again. Yeah. And I said nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looked up with puppy dog eyes. Uh, oh, 
I feel like you have a quota. You have like a per half hour quota where you're like, you've got a maximum of like one sneeze per half hour. I think... But I, am I just going to... If someone gets in a sneezing fit, no, am I just going to keep on saying... I think saying... half hour. I think that threshold is far too high. I think if they're sneezing five minutes afterwards, I'll say bless you again, but not in, in a consistent string. If you're, if you're sneezing a second time in a row... The bless you. The first bless you covers the entire string of of, of sneezes. Okay, here's another train of thought. Get rid of bless you. What do you mean, get rid of bless you? Well, what's the point of bless you? It's a sneeze. It's. <laughs> I agree, actually. <laughs> yeah, that is so reasonable. Yeah, it is. It's a sneeze. Yeah. Okay, so what we, we say nothing when any, when people cough. Yep, <laughs> cough, farting, cough. Congratulations. Blowing yeah, your yeah. nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, blowing your nose. Um, what other stuff should you say? Yawning. Bless you too. No, yeah, yawning. Yawning. Be like, well done. It's a boy. You seem, <laughs> you seem very pro. Bless you though. Why? Um, because I think it's a sign. It's a way to show people that you're considerate. No, yeah, it's, it's a, an indication as to who you are. And I get upset when other people don't bless. It's a sign. <laughs> of, <laughs> yeah. It's a sign of politeness for you. It's like saying please and thank you. Yeah. You say bless you when someone says. Yeah. It's like giving a present when they don't ask you to give a present. <laughs> Do you know what's the great? same thing? <laughs> Do you know what's great is when you sneeze. No one says bless you for about five seconds and you get really upset and then someone will come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, bless you, about six <laughs> to seven seconds later. It'll change your day. Sneezing is not that common. You guys are like, it's very strange. Did you say sneezing's not common? Not that common, no. I'd love to see that as a headline on the front of a newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Sneezing study, not that common. Study finds <laughs> sneezing, sneezing not, not that, that common. common. <laughs> Cops, the most common occurrence. <laughs> yeah. Another another thing that I'm not entirely sure how to react to is when I get spat on during a conversation. <laughs> when there's that- you, you don't mean like a vitriolic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Study finds that doesn't happen very often either. But it's when that little bead of spit hits yeah. just underneath your lip. Yeah. You know what? You can tell when the other person, when they know they've done it, you can all tell. Yeah, yeah, Everyone just kind of stops and goes, Yeah, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But do- is- doesn't it weigh so heavily on your lip if you do nothing about it? It's just this weight of this globlet of spit. <laughs> globlet. That- globlet. Globlet. <laughs> At the feast, we all drank from globlets. <laughs> <laughs> the globlet of fire. <laughs> And now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh Wow. Oh Wow. Oh Wow. (laughs) (laughs) The word restaurant derives from the French verb restaurer, meaning to restore. It was first used in France in the 16th century to describe the thick and cheap soups sold by street vendors that were advised to restore your health. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So there's a story in my family that goes back many, many years, and it's a very simple story, and it's a story of my dad going into a mattress store and wanting to buy a mattress. My dad is a very combative um, kind of fellow. He likes getting into conversations with people. He likes building rapport with professionals and experienced people. Sorry, he likes building rapport with professionals. Well, no, he, he more he builds rapport really easily okay. with people. So he's very good at building rapport. Just describe your dad. Yeah. Oh, he loves getting into rapport with professionals. Yes. <laughs> and so he went into this store and he was looking at these two mattresses and he was weighing them up. 
And so my dad loves talking to my dad loves talking to experts. He brings his scales with him as well. Yeah. Just image of a dad with one mattress in each hand. <laughs> and he, so he loves talking to experts, whether it's green grocers and asking about particular fruits, or furniture salesmen or mechanics. He just loves getting expert opinions. So he was looking at memory foam or latex mattresses, and he was looking at if they can be tilted up and down, and looking at different aspects of it. So finally, he sort of did his thing, and it's usually this phrasing. He kind of asked the retail associate, "Look, I'm gonna." ask you a rotten question um, if you and he said so if you were to buy a mattress which one would you go for oh, so rotten bloody rotten question that one and so the retail associate said look it's down to personal preference you know i can i can talk to you about these two models and he and he sort of points to the first mattress and he says look this mattress is a good i feel at stake but the executive mattress on the right the more expensive one is your hamburger with a lot what <laughs> And so, and so, my dad sort of looked at him in a really confused way. And so, my mum was with him sort of behind him. And my mum sort of always goes along to these things. And my mum said, uh, my dad said, so, wait, hang on. You'd get the second one you mentioned, the hamburger with the lot. And the guy sort of said, yeah, I'd get obviously get the hamburger with the lot. That's, that's, yeah. And my dad said, wait a minute. Are you saying that a hamburger with a lot is better <laughs> yes. than, a, than a good eye fillet? <laughs> anyway, there was this back and forth. And of course, my dad loves eye fillet steaks and would never order a hamburger with a lot. Anyway, he ended up <laughs> getting the medium rare eye fillet steak. Um, so, it's important to note that I heard this story first from my mum when she came back from the mattress store with my dad. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and at the point that my dad realised that the guy thought the hamburger was better than the eye fillet steak, my mum had literally stopped breathing breathing because you've been laughing so much in the whole story. I bet you it was at that moment as well that your dad went to himself, there's no way I'm buying a mattress from this store. Yeah, and that's probably what he would have done because he would have questioned the judgment of the guy. He would have yeah. gone, hang on, this guy thinks a hamburger the lot is better than a good eye fillet steak. I'm going to go to the fish and chippery and find out. <laughs> But they're not even the same thing. Like, the better analogy is a cheeseburger versus a, you know, a burger with bacon or something. Like, still the same. Excuse me? That's better than two completely different food stuff. <laughs> I think it's more, I think more the point. More the point, more the point that I was angling for was the fact that my dad has this sort of trust that he places in these people. And this guy probably has had like two weeks of training in beds and he probably doesn't give a shit about his job. <laughs> He's been a restaurateur the rest yeah, of the time. Yeah. But it's really strange. But for some reason, there's, they're put on this pedestal. Can I just check though? So, your dad, did he like the analogy or did he find it weird and strange? No, he didn't mind the analogy. Oh, he, so, he no. got it. He yeah. understood it. Yeah, of course. The That's analogy the makes point. no sense. No, it's more that he just thought that the I feel at stake was a much better option it than is. the hamburger. It is <laughs> much yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> but you thought the analogy was strange. Yeah, because they're two the really different foodstuffs. So, yeah. what would you do if you were comparing... Ma I just said I'd compare like a cheeseburger and a cheeseburger with what? bacon. Are they the two foods that you'd compare? No, look, that was That's I was a on the spot. Suggestion. Okay, look, I'll think of something better. I'll be back in a minute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why can you say like a rump fillet and then an eye fillet? Yeah. If yeah. you're gonna go with the steak metaphor. Yeah. No, I think you need to have yeah, you need to have two similar things. So it depends on the differences between the two mattresses. If one mattress has uh, a firmer top, but not necessarily better because of that firm top, yeah. then you've got to find an equitable Analogy thing that has a firm top. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is a firm top? Like like a convertible. <laughs> one's a convertible. One has a firm top and oh, one doesn't. No, yeah, that's good. One's like a one's like a Volvo 
and one's like a, a Ferrari. So this is a very yes. this is a very yes. expensive mattress. Yes, <laughs> a very safe mattress. Yeah, safe mattress. I, I'm actually I'm actually having a bit more respect for the salesman because it's very difficult <laughs> yeah, yeah. to come up with a good mattress analogy on yeah. the spot yeah. as well. Yeah, with only two weeks training. <laughs> Let's all agree that he got it wrong. Yeah, he got it wrong. Um, but yeah, so when you like, that's the thing. When I go to a mechanic, I'm just like. It's in your hands, guys. Mm. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I wish I had that knowledge about cars and mattresses. That's Yeah, you're right about the mechanic, though. That is one of the more difficult interactions to have because with headphones, for example, you can go and research them. Yep. Mm. You can find ones that work for you. You know that they're, they're, they're terms that you can understand. With a car, there's so many uh, variables it's impossible as a layman to know whether you're getting screwed over or well, not. Well, you don't even know what those variables are. Neither do I. You might. No, see, I'm a computer boy. So, like, and it's really funny because we see this really clear distinction between, like, me and my brothers and, and our father because, like, we're all very computer boys and he's very much car, bo- car man. Computer boys and car man. So, like, dad's always taking care of all of our cars, which we're super appreciative of. And so, we take care of all his computer stuff. Do you mean he's paid for them? <laughs> yeah. So, no, like in terms of service, he's like, hey, you should service it now. You've got to do this check and you'll do that check. Yeah. And that's something I've always had with my dad until two years ago. I just thought, oh, I don't really need to take my car in for a service. So, I ended up not taking it for what? a service for like a year and a half. It's not like going to the dentist. And the oil. Yeah. No, they're the same. They're exactly the same. You can't just not go to the dentist. You have to continue going to the dentist. Yeah. The, the upkeep's really, really important. That's what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely. Saying, I was just launching in because I thought you were saying... Yeah, having an attack at yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the car didn't have oil for 18 months. Oh. And then... What are you talking about? It didn't have oil. Uh, did, I not, did I not tell you this? That I So I was living interstate for, for 18 months and I couldn't find a mechanic. I just didn't... So I just ended up not servicing my car. Couldn't and, put oil interstate. Yeah. Really, yeah, Victoria. Know, but that's the thing. I had no idea because my dad always looked after my car and then ended up... Um, having no oil in the engine, hearing a weird sound, having to get the whole engine rebuilt. Rebuilt? Nightmare. $2,600. The $600 was for the cleanup in the back of the car. The $2,000 was for the engine rebuild. (laughs) Unbelievable. It was a bloody mess. I had had a similar thing when I went to get something fixed with my car. Um, I think it was a a puncture or something. And I had this weird brain fart moment where... It was something I knew. It was like the the cap that you put the air in. See, now I even don't even know how to describe yeah. it. And I'm saying this to the mechanic. It was like, oh, the way you put the wheel back on after you fix the puncture, um, however you fixed it, I can't get an air thing onto it. So, I was literally saying, I can't get the air thing when I need to um, put air in the tire. Oh, I can't. So and I was standing there going, you fucking idiot, Joshua. <laughs> yeah. This guy's just going, look at this fucking idiot. And he's just counting how many hundreds he's adding onto the bill. Yeah, yeah it's so true. Um, but- when you were saying, Josh, that you're a computer boy, um, you recently bought a dash cam for your car. Yes. And I was so surprised that you wanted to wire this into your car. I thought it was just going to plug into the cigarette lighter, operate like that, but you actually wanted to wire it in. That's the perfect coming together of computer boy and car, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And did you end up doing... I was just surprised that you... I would never fiddle with any wiring in my car. Because, I would not have a clue. Because I don't want this dirty cable hanging down through the middle of my car. So, I got it in April. We're now in August. And I have all the required components Yes. in a bag on my floor oh, no. waiting to go. I'm waiting for the perfect moment. I'm fine with that because this is a personal project that you have undertaken yourself. Yes. How many personal projects have you got on your floor, though? I'm just thinking. I, used to, I used to have, it's gone now, a monitor that stopped working. I took it apart. I found it a, 
a person on the internet, and I love when this happens. I found on the internet someone who has the, the exact, exact same, same monitor. Yeah, it was the exact <laughs> same problem, the exact same everything. And it was like, hey, this is how you take it apart. This is the thing you need to fix. You got to solder this. And you did it. No, I didn't. Oh, I, no. That's <laughs> not where the story's meant I to had, go. I had a monitor in pieces, like all the different layers of the monitor. like this, And it was actually fascinating taking a monitor apart as a computer boy. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just sat for like a year and a half. And then I went, I should just get rid of this. I'm not oh, going to fix no. it. Well, I got a new monitor. It's fine. I oh. feel like Computer Boy is shattering his <laughs> reputation here because Computer Boy came to my rescue only a couple of months ago. What happened? When you single-handedly built a computer for me. He pulled already built computer apart and and reinstalled a hard drive from an old computer pulled that all in one up i was i was i sent dion i sent you photos of josh at work I remember all i could do was sit back and watch computer boy in action i flashed an icon of a mouse pad into the sky <laughs> <laughs> my ears pricked up <laughs> i've needed i'm interested in, you you've referred to your father as car man <laughs> but your car's quite recent what is it 2015 yep 2015. Does your dad ever say that he's got issues dealing with cars that are kind of that newer? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, that's one of the things. Now there's so many electronics involved that Mm. it's almost above, like it's above his grade of pay grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He because he, you know, you really need to know the electronic side of it and the computer side of it. That is a completely different technique. On that, cars now are frightening. I was. I was sitting in my car the other day. Is the other news headline? <laughs> Especially sneezing in your car. Absolutely terrifying. I was sitting in my car yesterday and all of a sudden the seatbelt started to press into my You know you know how like when you press the brakes and and then sometimes it doesn't give. It, there's that resistance. Well, yeah. I was pressing the brakes and there was that resistance, but then I took my foot off the brake and there was still the resistance. And I was like, oh my God, I'm trapped. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this, it's taken over. It's because you didn't put any oil in the car. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you've got to give me oil. But, but think about how little artificial intelligence is involved with that process. <laughs> I was trapped. By my brake. Imagine if we put a fucking brain inside of the car. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's what's coming. I have got something that will really blow both of your minds. Okay, so you know when you do those recapture forms, when you have yes. the, the, the very... Pro- prove you're not a robot. Yeah, yeah. prove yeah, you're not yeah, a robot. Yeah. And they show you those uh, pictures and they say, uh, pick the three things that are flowers yep. or pick the three things that are street signs. Yep. Yeah. You are actually educating artificial intelligence uh, machines yes. oh, to identify what is a street sign versus what's not a street sign, what's a flower versus what's not a flower. But they're idiots because yep. it's literally only street signs. <laughs> and shop fronts. <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had shop fronts, streets. Yep. Lights, like lamps. Street. Lamps. <laughs> I've, I've had small children running out in front of your car with a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick three of them. <laughs> Josh, like Dion's dad's fascination with talking to experts is there anything (laughs) weird that your parents do well my brother actually has had this instance so he's had a baby recently and he was telling me a lot of his other friends as well have had babies and they've all been sharing these amazing stories of all this stuff their parents are doing to their grandkids so like luke's like our because it's this thing of you know you raised a child 30 odd years ago this is how we did it and it worked fine so now we're just going to do that again and the best one was one of luke's friends he was telling us that one morning uh, the, the husband got up and he came in and his mum is just there pouring water 
over the child's face <laughs> like some sort of waterboarding her. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, she loves her water in the morning. <laughs> what? What? Loves a glass of water. And they're like, okay. That's, it's very strange. You just put her in a self-watering chair or something. <laughs> loves a glass of water. <laughs> just gargle. <laughs> Just flowing over the face. That's all it is. But I guess that back yeah. then when they did it, it worked fine. Yeah. And and there's, and there's an argument to say that despite how strange some of their techniques may be... Waterboarding does work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waterboarding is I effective. support torture. Um, strict parenting. Yeah, no, no. Despite how weird those techniques may be, we've turned out the way we are. And I think we're pretty resilient compared to some of the younger generation coming up. You yeah. hear about... I know there's this classic kind of, oh, everyone's got a nut allergy now. But to be honest... <laughs> what? No, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, let him go. Let him run. (laughs) There's 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 this there's a wild increase in nut allergy. Wild? (laughs) There's there's another headline for you. (laughs) Wild increase in nut allergies. Um but there's this there's this crazy increase. No, the better headline would coming from that story. Mother pours glass of water on child's face. Says child enjoys it. Child confirms at trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking back now. My mum used to make us arrive really, really early at the airport when someone was taking a flight. Great. Like really early to see them off. And then we had to stay until the plane had taken off. But not only did we have to stay until the plane took off, we didn't know which was their plane. So everyone was just standing at the window, <laughs> just kind of being like, do you reckon that one's it? <laughs> all right, oh, all right. I thought you were about to say we had to stay till it landed in the destination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be really great if your mum booked a hotel the <laughs> night before just to make sure she wasn't like, yeah. but, but mum, the, the flight's at 8pm. I know, we'll get late checkout. It's fine. Um, so what do you do now? Are you... Are you ridiculously, unnecessarily early for, for flights? No, personally, I've gone the opposite. Very I'll, late for flights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hell. I'll miss all flights. You're, you're, know, yeah, you're, Dion's looking at me. Yeah. Because I like to get there nice and early because I like to have long enough that if something does go horrifically wrong, you're still going to be okay. Dion hates that. I also hate that phrase, nice and early. I don't want. I don't know what nice and why is it? Why is nice coupled with early? It's better. Say- it's better than bad and late. So that's, <laughs> why. that's why. No, yeah. I think that the airlines have given a three-hour buffer for international flights. Deliberately, they're being conservative. They're saying if something goes drastically wrong, get there three hours before. Oh, so you think they've accounted for it already? You don't need to provide a further buffer on top of their buffer. <laughs> You're right. No, but they're buffering for the airport. I'm buffering for the drive to the airport. That's true. Oh, Thank you so much. No, I think they're buffering for the drive as well. Three hours does yeah. not need to happen. I don't know where I'm coming from though, Dion. I could be coming from Geelong. That's that's a really good point. So they don't so they don't scale it. So do you think that they should your ticket should be sent to you and it should be adjusted <laughs> based on your location? Based on time of departure and traffic yeah. during that time. What a that, great idea! You'll be departing at seven AM on a Tuesday no, that's morning. That's a great idea for checking in. Great, let's do it, boys. Don't put this to air. Don't put this yeah. to air. I hate that thing of when you when you have an idea and then my mind immediately goes, "Hang on, 
is this a business idea? Can I make money out of it? And just thinking about that, absolutely not. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. nothing. It's just an idea that you could suggest an airline through an online form. And that's it. It's not a multi-million dollar idea, Dion. It's just an idea. Be honest. Did your mind also turn to, fuck, Christian's also thought of this. How do I get rid of him? <laughs> I was at a fine restaurant in Ballarat recently. Uh, it was called Holy Smokes Barbecue Shop. Lovely, lovely <laughs> feed. Shout outs to Holy Smokes in Ballarat. Um, the thing that I did find very interesting was the fact that they chose to place the year in which they were established, mm. which traditionally you might think maybe 1800 and something, maybe 1960, something yeah. like that. But what Holy Smokes had chosen to do is advertise the fact that they were established in 2016. Yeah, it's very strange. What? The year before. That's very they strange. They had an established yes. in 2016. EST.2016. So, the whole, the, whole, the whole idea of saying when you're established is to build confidence. People yeah. will have confidence in yeah. your brand and that you've done it for years and years and years. Yeah. Schweppes claim that, <laughs> that they were established... In, just have a guess. Schweppes. Just, you know, Schweppes is a... I don't a know. The early, early 1900s. I know it's really odd. I feel like it's like 18-something. 1783. Bullshit! <laughs> oh, and you can see it on every Schweppes bottle. 1783. So, so that means if I'm travelling back in time and I'm sitting alive <laughs> watching Vivaldi or Mozart actually play a symphony, yep. there's a guy next to me cracking open <laughs> a can of lemonade. Yeah, and in the foyer, there's a drinks dispenser as well. <laughs> Imagine if they've got some of those original bottles <laughs> oh. and you open it up and you go hang on what is why is this flat <laughs> we used to yeah we, we used to have it was really cool dad used to have beneath our old house old bottles of coca-cola that he'd saved saved oh. saved with the coca-cola did, did they inside? have his name on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but the strange thing was for some reason my cousin thought well, it's Coca-Cola. It lasts forever. So I thought it a good idea to have a sip of it. Violently ill that Where, night. How old were they? From the 70s. And does Jesus, your, co- and does your yeah. cousin really talk like that as well? <laughs> he yeah. does now after this 1970s <laughs> Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of believe, like, a lot of surf brands do that. Like, they'll go establish. Mm. And I was wondering, what, how old do you have to be yeah. to be advertising the fact? I reckon, I feel it's like the decade before. So, now we're in 2017. I'd say... In the 2000s, you could really? probably get away with it? Nah. Nah, nah I nah. reckon 1950s. 50s? That's too much, Christian. No, it's Christian, not. I was just about to agree with you. I was just nodding with you. It's the first time we'd agree in our whole lives. And then you're <laughs> Wait just a like, second, you, you give idiot. Me, you give me 70 years established? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think that to, to have EST and then the year... In, as part of your branding, you have got to be at least 70 years old. You have got to have been doing something for for three generations worth of people for me to have confidence in what you're doing. So, if you could put an EST on your self-storage business... Yeah. Um, what, what would I put? What could you put? And, what, and that's the thing. I always wonder, at 1783, I'm thinking... That's bullshit. They're lying. They're flat out lying. So, I don't think there's a law to say that you can't lie about it either. You know, you know what's about? According to your rules, Christian, yeah. they would have been able to do it until the 1800s. They went, hang on. Hang on. When did we start this thing? <laughs> fuck, fuck. When was it? Well, for you, Dion, what's, what's your date? When do you hit? How, how old? 
I reckon twenty. I reckon twenty-five years. Twenty-five is such a. It's so a great. Ninety. Can we go nineties now? Yeah. Right? So, so you have number. confidence in something that was established in the nineties. It depends what it is, Christian. If it's during a- grunge rock. <laughs> <if it's> a- <laughs> Actually, that is a huge distinguishing factor. It's not about how old it is. It's about the decade. It is the decade. So it's like yeah, established in the nineties. Forget it, mate. But it's God, also the product as well. Like if someone's been making hamburgers for twenty-five years, I'd be pretty happy buying a hamburger yeah, after twenty-five really? years. Yeah. I think it entirely depends on the company with hamburgers if they're established in 2017 i'm happy to eat a hamburger from there are you happy with schweppes being 230 years old like in terms of like is that happy too lo- birthday is, is, is that too long a period of time to be doing the one thing like like how good can they be they're just making water with bubbles that's the point no that's, that's how good right? they are yeah. they're still making water with bubbles because you think that's such a great thing no one has... How has no one disrupted that market yet? <laughs> I know. They've been so, trying for do, decades. Do you know what I found out the other day from my dentist? Apparently, um, carbonated water or soda water is acidic. So, I was having acidic. these... I was, <laughs> <laughs> it's acidic. So, I was having these soda stream... Like soda water all the time, yeah. and it ruins your teeth. What? It's just the it's the it's the carbon dioxide. But acidic isn't necessarily bad, isn't it? Like no, I think if <laughs> as you, long as you balance it with some base, with the base, yeah, yeah, just turn the base right up, and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Coke, Coke apparently is fucking terrible though for your teeth. Oh, you're kidding me, like, Josh? <laughs> you wouldn't hey, you slash guys, here's a news headline for you: Coke is bad for you. Um, you'd never believe that. Coke's the- bad for teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Do you know what's really good? When a tear here strip rips perfectly along the perforation. Really good. Really good, Josh. Do you know what's really good? When you buy something online, go back to check if it's still available and it's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> really, good. really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Being able to palm a baby off to its parents when you get bored of playing with it. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. We love hearing your really good, so make sure you get in touch on Facebook for our really good Fridays and submit your own. And this week, do you know what Chris Neo thinks is really good? When you drop your phone and pick it up and the screen isn't yeah, smashed. Thank you. Really, really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. And do you know what Andrew Totino thinks is really good? When you perfectly rewrap your deli meat without tearing the paper or the sticker. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. And do you know what Adam Vincini thinks is really good? When you order clothes from an online store and they fit perfectly. Really good. Really good. Really, really good. Really good. Do you know what's really, really good? Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. We love building our little community of patchworkers, so please review us on iTunes, find us on Facebook, and double tap us on Instagram. (laughs) Um, We sewed patches again this week. Christian, what was your patch that you sewed? This week, I've sewn an image of Dion's dad enjoying a steak dinner in the empty space where his new mattress should have been. (laughs) 
Josh, what have you sewn into your patch this week? Uh, my patch this week is a lovely portrait of Computer Boy and Carman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Dion, what patch did you sew this week? My patch this week is our logo, Welcome to Patchwork, established in 1492. <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I have been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Thank you.